We all good? Yep. Okay. Rock and roll. I think so. Omar still drops shit. Well, you're listening to the Gaby Five Podcast episode 238. Side A, which doesn't really matter so much anymore. Although it's gonna, because we're watching the hell out of that Easter Bunny movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, I was like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, this is the Gibby Five podcast. We are a semi-entertaining show uh, that eventually, in the very near future, is going to watch a movie about a serial killer Easter money, I think. I think so. And uh, we're also going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, it could be movies. It could be news. It could be entertainment news. It can be books. It could be Florida. It could be all sorts of stuff. In fact, it's not going to be Florida this time because I totally forgot that we had to do, look up a Florida story. Oh, don't, well. we, don't we have that one that you put in the chat? Oh, we do. Never mind. Yeah, I can talk about Mr. Fudge. That, is that dude looks psychotic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope that's a real story. I mean, I don't hope that's a real story, but I don't want to propagate fake news. Anyway, uh, my name is Mark Spector, and I'm joined by Stephen Grant. Hello. Governor. And Jake Lockley. Oh, good day. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Uh, this week, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Moon Knight. Those three names above all being uh, the name of the guy that is Moon Knight. That will make sense eventually if you haven't watched it. And uh, we're going to talk about Morbius. I'm intrigued. Morbidly intrigued. Don't be. Uh, and um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Margin Call. And it's uh, a lot of M's. We're, we're doing the three M's. The three M's. So... We're going to review some stuff, especially in the case of Morbius. I'm probably going to spoil some crap. So you've been warned. Don't be mad. Please still love us. Fiji, come back. <laughs> do, 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 do. Rob, I'll never quit you, so don't worry about it. <laughs> God. My life is a shambles. <laughs> it's all related to my friends. There's some, you know what though? Your life is not going to be a shambles because I happen to know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in our listening world, Greg is what you might call a—I don't want to use the word fanatic—but I know for a fact that one of your favorite all-time movies is The Crow. I'm a crow aficionado. Correct. Well. I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. We'll have to wait. But they are rebooting The Crow. I'm curious to see how you feel about that, Greg. That is a good point. Because we know how I feel about reboots and remakes and rehashes and retreads. And... The first Crow movie was accidentally genius, I think. Mm -hmm. it did not. <laughs> everything since then has been shit. It did not try too hard. To reach what it reached. It has moments in there that are so effed up and weird that, like, it fits so perfectly with the, the drug addicts that are the bad guys in the movie. And they tried again and again and again to try to match that, and they went over the top 
every time. And the soundtrack right. was bonkers. And the soundtrack is still one of the best. It's funny because every article I read about this Crow thing was like, if you haven't seen The Crow yet, check out the soundtrack. <laughs> but it was also but coming like, at a time when soundtracks were like the, a thing, and it stood out. It was, I think the soundtrack came out almost right after the Bodyguard soundtrack came out. Oh, Very, I don't remember the time. I believe you. I don't remember exactly. Like right around that same time period. So. But soundtracks were amazing then, and this one stood out in a lot of good ways. Yeah. Nine Snails, Stone Double Pilots, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Pantera, crazy. Anyway, uh, so I was a little worried. I really like Bill Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great. I like in most it. of the Skarsgårds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should pick a Skarsgård and just hate on them just for no reason. <laughs> Start a Twitter one. feud. <laughs> just pick one Skarsgård and be like, we like all the Skars except for that one. It's like Baldwin. He knows what he did. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> It was the Give Me Five podcast least favorite Scars Scarsguard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top five Scarsguards, go. Um so are Top you Scarsguards that aren't so and so. Are you um uh, are you cautiously optimistic? Like... So okay, le- le- I was like, Bill Scarsguard, yay. And then it was like directed by Rupert Sanders, best known for Snow White and the Huntsman, which yeah. was which had its um gra- uh, graphically nice moments. <laughs> Bless you. And I'm allergic to him. Uh, and Ghost in the Shell, which was a terrible movie, but also was visually appealing. But visually awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the producers uh, did the movie 21 Bridges, which I didn't see. I didn't either. Mm-mm, I don't know. Um, and then that was the, the other thing I think that, that was I, the last I, one with Chadwick, wasn't it? Uh, no, there was the, the one about the, the blues musicians. That was his last movie? Came out. Yeah. Okay. Was that one after 21 Bridges? Yeah. At least that, that was a straight to streaming one. But anyway, and then the other, but the one thing is uh, the writer is the guy that just wrote King Richard, which was up for uh, an Academy Award for Best Screenplay. And those are usually pretty good. Like you kind of don't forget how to write well and tone things down when you need to. So it was kind of yay, uh-oh. Yay, again. It sounds like so, it's a pretty I, solid group yeah. to put together. I don't know. It, it seems like Patrick Rothfuss forgot how to write well. <laughs> or maybe okay. he just forgot how to write, period. I, I think that's probably what it was. Did, uh... Now, this is, of course, if this actually even happens, because... Let's see. Uh, the first movie came out in 94. The second one, City of Angels, came out in 1996. Salvation 2000, Crow Wicked Prayer, which we covered on this podcast and I'm still recovering from, is 2005. Uh, and then there was a TV show with Mark DeCascos. Do you know who Mark DeCascos is? What does that sound familiar? It, it's a weird spelling. I always thought it was like Dascos, Dascacos or whatever the hell. Yeah, he is the Iron Chef. <laughs> oh, Iron that's Chef right. But he, and he, but he did um, – yeah, he used to do action movies. Yeah, he was also the yeah. big bad like behind the scenes in Hawaii Five-0. TV show. Oh, I did not know that. Um, and there's been a lot of people. Like, there's been uh, Jason Momoa was supposed to be in one in 2017. Uh, and his pecs. There was, who? And his pecs. Yeah, and his pecs. Definitely his pecs. There was, you know, like, most kind of dark uh, action stars have almost been in a Crow movie. So it'll be interesting. Now, they did they did cast someone else today, too. 
So this is the first time we've seen a secondary casting. Is it a wrestler? And no, it's a it's a woman with uh with a really weird name. Charlize Theron. Like, no. I can dream. Okay. Hillary Clinton. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh twi something twigs. Uh, she's like a British, like one of those like kind of modern day uh Oh shoot! Who's the uh, Nico? Kind of like a modern day Nico. Nico. Okay. You know, like artist, singer, trying out uh, uh, acting. Right. And so she's when I saw her, she looked kind of like you know, just weird artsy. And I was like, okay, she's going to be that villain chick, like the um, the Asian woman in the first Crow movie. But uh -huh. it turns out that they, they she's actually going to be like a co-crow. <laughs> so oh. like she's co-starring. She's not just like gonna be like the dead girlfriend that shows up in flashbacks so i wish i could find the name fka twigs yeah fka twigs there it is that's not even a name <laughs> what is that <laughs> what she looks the says part omar <laughs> i like how she looks so, yes yeah, there's a guy named omar so, says she she looks great like i think she's perfect for the yeah, you know yeah. in the i don't know anything about her but all right i'm in that's the crow reboot. Uh, short ass movies. <laughs> I want to talk about short ass movies. Are you making fun of me? Yes, I really like responsive companies. And when something happens, if like you know, all of a sudden there'll be something that happens, and the next day there's like an Eminem commercial or mm -hmm. an mm -hmm. ad on Twitter or something like that. Like there was a couple of those really recently that just made me laugh, and I love when they when they do that. Like there, I know Stakem is really good about it, and Arby's is really good about it too. So my, apparently, it has a lot to do. Meats. <laughs> That's funny. I I actually brought my child to Arby's the other day. We I haven't been to Arby's since college, and I pulled up and I was like, "Hey, everybody!" And I got him some like chicken fingers because we we went to a birthday party on a wrong day, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> and and like here because he was hungry. <laughs> We're here for the birthday party. Uh, that's Last not week. today. <laughs> Shut up. Give me cake. It was very, very obvious that it was the wrong birthday party when I walked in. It was like a place that does birthday parties all the time. And it was definitely a, um, what's the, uh, the 15 year old birthday party? For like a, a quince, for like quinceanera. Spanish. It was like a quinceanera. And I'm like, this is not the right day. <laughs> anyway. But we're short. here. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I went to Arby's and my kid was like looked down at the thing and was like this isn't mcdonald's i'm like no it's it's arby's and he goes we have the meats I'm oh my like, god how do you know so that funny that's good marketing right there right but anyway so i love that kind of stuff um the other uh, apparently i didn't see it but snl did a one of those like digital sketches which is like a, a music video with um uh what's his face uh, uh pete davidson did a song called short ass movies and it was all about like wanting to watch a movie on Netflix before bed, but all of them at movies are like three hours long now. So it's like, though it's a actually a really funny song. I'm not, I don't like everything he does, but he was singing about like, you know, you can watch all three Austin powers. You can, like, it was just a list of all the short movies. Right. So, and it was good. The song. So Netflix added a section called short ass movies, which is all movies hmm. that you could watch in a hundred or so minutes. That's funny. Wait, that was great because like the, the movies list of movies are a hundred minutes. What? Like, I think it's a uh, hundred, like about a hundred, hundred minutes or less. Yeah, 
and watch. That that's a short ass movie. Well, yeah. a, you know, a feature is what seventy, eighty minutes. What's a feature? Eighty minutes. That's a that's a, what hour and forty minutes is. A hundred is an hour and forty. No, an, yeah. uh, yeah, hour and forty. Yeah, that's that's over an hour and a half. That's like a standard. I think of that as a standard movie. I think of a short the Austin movie. Austin Powers movies are like an hour thirty. Yeah, what I mean, why would why would a standard movie be considered a short ass movie? Because everything is so long now. That's fair. Like in the song, they actually he sings about how um, he wanted to see Batman, so he ended up pissing himself twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but that's funny. That's cool. So they just took their cue from this like mock song. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. And if you go, if you, I found this on Nerdist, so if you want to see the song, it's actually, it's worth it. Okay. Um, so that's, that's that. And can we talk about food? I like to we talk about food. Yeah, please. Did you guys, you, you, well, I doubt you did. Did you try the Starlight Coke? It is disgusting. No, I've not tried it. I saw the, the picture of the can or whatever. I liked it. I didn't realize it was a different flavor. I thought it was just a... Uh, you know they 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 do like specialized like uh, uh, it had some pretentious tagline, but, which you know, it makes you dream about the stars oh, or some geez. bullshit like that. Yeah, but what's how is it different? Like, what's the different taste of it? it ta- what it actually tasted like to me is Coke with any sort of like you know when something is s'mores flavor, you can kind of taste a little bit of like the graham cracker cracker flavor. Yeah. It tasted like that to me. Weird. Okay, it's like marshmallow and graham cracker, which I felt like it was. But they're trying to do like campfire. What didn't you you didn't like it? It is disgusting. No. Did you, well, yeah, the sugar-free version, right? I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I none thought of I the had sugar-free sugar ones. Like all the zero stuff? Like, no. No, 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 no. I thought I had the sugar-free version because I bought the little cans and I grabbed the wrong one. So I was like downing them. Being like, ah, it's fine. I can drink as much as I want. It's sugar-free. And then I realized after like my eighth one <laughs> that like, whoops. <laughs> Your eyes are vibrating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to need you to watch the kid. Uh, <laughs> I'm useless for 12 hours. <laughs> Why am I not fitting in any of my pants anymore? <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a new one coming out. It is called Coke Pixel. Hmm. And I, I, I hope it tastes like, like when you lick a battery. It's <laughs> like, a weird request. <laughs> right. Like, I want it to taste like... You know, whenever you see in a movie someone gets sucked into a computer, like I want that when I when I taste it. But I'm getting that I, I love weird flavored stuff, weird flavored potato chips. Bring it on! Okay. I'm trying to find the taco truck jelly beans, but anyway, I I would like to point out. I'm just going to circle back here for a minute. I just looked at all of the showings that are currently running at our local theater at the local theater that I go to. There is only one teen, teen, teen cheerleaders in heat. One that movie, theater? Spider-Man No Way Home, is the only movie currently playing that is over two hours. Every other movie that is currently playing in the theater is between an hour and 40 minutes and like an hour and 56 minutes. Batman? Batman's got to be installed in the theater. It is not at AMC. It's not at the Altamont Theater. Really? Hmm. Yeah. It was like the number one movie again last week. Actually, no. It was the number two movie last week. Was it really? Still? Yeah, it was number Actually, I think it was number one for like two or three weeks in a row. And then just fell down. Okay. The Coca-Cola Pixels, it says, 
brings the flavor of pixels to life in a beverage that transcends both the digital and physical realms. What the fuck does that mean <laughs> for, for a drink? Okay. It becomes some like jumper cables. Be like, please affix these to your testicles before sipping Coca-Cola Pixel. Well, here's another one that says the it's the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. Oh, okay, this is different. Okay, wait, what? Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. That's what it's called. Has a bright upfront taste that is reminiscent of powering up a game. And refreshing finish that makes for a perfect gaming companion. Wow. And the the little like video has the like grid thing that everyone always with the neon green and pink okay so that's, yeah that's happening not only am i going to get that i'm going to decorate my house with it because <laughs> that logo is awesome okay you know me and my 80s mm-hmm. stuff. So. uh rob what is your sweet spot on music or on music on uh movie length um i'm good at i'm good at like two hours That's a good question. I think it just depends on if the movie like drag draws draws you in or not. It 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 really does depend on. And yes, you're you are correct. Batman is two hours and fifty six minutes. I want to, uh, but it, it really depends on the type of movie. If it's like in a brand new world that I want to live in for a while, like a Hobbit kind of situation, or a, yeah, because I mean there correct. there are movies that are super long that I had no problem with. Yep. Like the first Hobbit movie, yep. I was like, no, you can't end here. Or, I'm sorry, the first Lord of the Rings movie? So good. I was like, no, 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 no. We need I to keep going. Third, I saw the third one with him. It was very romantic. It was the first time we, either of us had ever been in one of those theaters with you, like, have the little table and the, the little blanket and stuff. It was cute. Who, put who's, who like, put around, mm-hmm. like, the arm around who first? Oh, our hands were not around each other's backs. Well, then you missed out. They were in each other's lap. <laughs> um, well, I was holding the popcorn. He was holding the milk duds. So. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> But I mean, there's there well done movies. I I don't have a problem with if they're long. Um, I mean, another movie that I always think of because I I when I saw it, I didn't realize how long it was. Braveheart. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Braveheart is super long, mm-hmm. but it's very engrossing. It's a really good movie. You don't feel it. You don't feel that it's like this, like above average time for a film because it's so right. good. And I and I. I don't think that Rob Roy was as long, but I think Rob Roy was another long one that was that was good as well. That's the Liam Neeson. Yeah, they both came out at around the yeah. same time, and Rob Roy was just totally overshadowed. That one I never saw by Braveheart. It's a great movie. I, bet. I still remember the him like hiding in the court, the carcass of whatever that yak thing was. What in Rob yes. Roy? The, yeah, yeah, in Rob Roy. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Rob Roy was only two hours and nineteen minutes. That's but, still a lot longer than average movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would I would consider anywhere from, like, an mm-hmm. hour 40 to two hours to be an average length movie. Yeah. But once you get into the 215 plus, that's a long movie. Right. And I think it's a short movie if it's under, um, if it's under, like, an hour 20. If it's, if it's between, like, an hour to an hour and 20 minutes, that's a short movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Bite size. Like for, okay, here we go. Like for me, because one of my favorite movies of all time, Fight Club, two hours and 19 minutes. It 0% feels like two hours and 19 minutes to me. Mm-hmm. It, not even at all. Not even a little. 
So I think it's more the movie than the length of the movie. Um, but whatever. Agreed. We, we do have to move on. Yeah. Because we move on. We do not want to keep Scott Fudge waiting. For, uh, okay. <laughs> or sorry, not. Well, yeah, it is Scott Fudge. Tell us about Mr. Fudge, Craig. <laughs> so I was scrolling through Florida stories earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And I saw this face staring back at me. And the face looked like. Have you ever played a video game where you get to make your own character? And you're like. And you're like messing around. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make this guy like 600 pounds. Right? Mm-hmm. How many chins? Like three chins, right? Like, okay, let's move the hairline back all the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, what if one eye went this way and one And I'm not making fun what of What if people. he looks like sloth? Yeah, like, let's make one eye go this way and go. Oh, no. And he has to have an open mouth. Like, he has to be a mouth breather. Right? So I see this picture, and I'm like, pretty sure I made that dude in, like, Tiger Woods Golf or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you named him Tiger. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if this was a legit story, but apparently Villages News actually is. I thought it was a website making fun of the Villages, the, like, retirement community where, mm-hmm. like, basically boomers from all over the country go to just, like, do drugs and have sex and get drunk and that's drive. where I want to retire. What, what's the address? <laughs> what, where is this? <laughs> south south of Ocala. You can't miss it. Just look for like golf carts. D- anyway, um, 45-year-old dude named Scott Kirster. And we're going to say allegedly on this because we have to say allegedly, I think. Uh, he violated a judge's order by calling his mother asking for bail money. Uh, he refers to himself, himself, mind you, as Scott Fudge. I, Sounds like somebody just threw some fudge. Yeah. Sorry. No, that was a paper towel. Uh, he did. Uh, he said he was not guilty, but um, he was not allowed to call his mom. Okay, that's my question. Why is that the problem? Uh, he's not allowed to call his mom because he was in prison for beating her ass. Hmm. And then he wanted her to bail him out of prison. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, Super awesome guy. <laughs> Yeah, so he was in hot water. He was he took an Uber to Winn Dixie after his mother was taken by ambulance. So he wasn't like, you know, oh, I was mad and I smacked her or something like that. Um, you keep my fudge out of your mouth. No, I'm sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that, that went so far. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, so the mom ended up in an ambulance, uh, and he took an Uber over to Winn Dixie. Um, he was already. On community control, whatever that means, I guess it's probation. After his conviction, where he stole money from a tip jar, like, he really stole money from a tip jar. Like that—that's low. Yeah. Um, at Little Joey's Italian restaurant, um, he so he wasn't allowed to leave the house. Uh, let's see. We took the Uber over. Um, Scott goes out shopping and restaurant and to restaurants often. Scott pressures his mom to take him out to eat and out to shop. A neighbor told the probation officer. Um, he also has multiple convictions for grand theft and burglary. Um, and and he collects $700 per month in Social Security. Great. Um, and beat his mom and then is asking her to bail him out wow. of jail. Uh, this dude is a winner. This is a, also 45 years old. Uh, that is a hard 45. <clears throat> yeah. He looks like, uh, I don't know, death. I don't know. He just looks... Yeah. You can't really tell his age. Honestly, he just looks – he looks like something out of a horror movie in my yeah. opinion. So, 
So <clears throat> you are possibly uh, the king of the Florida men this for this year. But don't 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 beat your mom. I don't know if you need a podcast to tell you that, but don't beat your mom. I do. Well. Wait, what? It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, that's so fucking weird. Do I guess it's... Oh, wait, let's talk about uh, uh, the topics. Mm. Or let's talk about patrons. <clears throat> well, patrons, I mean... Um, patrons are the topic. Yeah. Um, We have a Patreon, right? For $5, you are invited to our Discord chat that is never boring. There's always interesting information there. There's always fun stuff. The people in there are amazing. And some of them, you know their voices from hearing them on here because they are friends of the show. Some of them even join us on here. Mm-hmm. Um, you get early access to whatever movie we're going to be reviewing, early access to the top five list. Uh, you get a birthday episode where nothing is real. <laughs> Because that's what makes it fun. There are, there are higher ranges if you want to uh, uh, contribute a little bit more. You get show note access. You can curate an episode. You can join us. If you go to, he said curate. He did. Did I? <laughs> yes, you. did. I meant curate an episode, but I spoke quickly. <laughs> no, 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 no. We like curate. You can curate. That's, an that's if you use if you try to use urine as medicine, you are trying a new curate. <laughs> If you get a jellyfish sting, you curinate. <laughs> <laughs> on the sting. All the South Florida people know that. You curinate yeah. right on there. So, um, Omar, I can't pee. I need you to come curinate on my foot. I'm curinating. I can't. Let me, t- let me call you back. <laughs> I'm curinating. Um, so you go- Hold on. I'll be right there. I'm grabbing a beer. <laughs> Florida's special. Um, you go to patreon.com slash give me five podcasts. Hold my beer, Billy. <laughs> um, as usual, as always, as we say every time, it's not the number five. Please spell out F-I-V-E. And um, you will not be disappointed. You, you won't be. Because I, th- a new, I think a new feature we should add is um, for the first month that you're a Patreon member, Greg will come and personally clean your house once a week. He's clearly not seen my house. Doesn't matter. You're cleaning their house. Doesn't matter. You actually have the cleanest house out of all. I, my house is immaculate all the time, <laughs> but it's also tiny. But I can't stand clutter. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Rob, what do you you, you would, agree? Greg, you would have a homes? seizure in my house right now. <laughs> Listen, I don't mind anybody. Whatever you, your home is, your home. I'm saying me. When I get home after a long day, I got nothing to do. It's lovely. I think that number was legit, dude. Really. Because I'm looking, so like, so what I'm talking about here, and this is like behind the scenes podcast stuff, is either we just got a crap load of new listeners or something weird happened. Hmm. Because in the month of April. Which is five days old. Yeah, at the point of this recording, uh, we are showing, I'm missing it, where'd it go? I think it was five times more. <sighs> yeah. Um, sorry, I'm. Looking at, I think I clicked into. There we go. Uh, we are showing six thousand two hundred and seventy nine downloads. What the shit? Interesting. Which is five, and it was five thousand last night. So if there are new listeners out there, I don't know how you guys found us. But send us or, an email. Tell us how you found us. That's a great yeah. idea. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. If you're new listeners, if you are some, if you are like you know bots or something somewhere in like I don't know Scandinavia. <laughs> Then 
you know, still tell us that. Excellent. Those Russian bots are uh, probing us for secrets. <sighs> they're not going to find shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if they're probing us, they might find shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was absolutely waiting for somebody uh, the to... Crazy, the crazy Americans like to pee on each other and drink Pixel Coke. <laughs> Actually, I was just going with the anal probing joke, but sure. Yes, that too. I think the most 21st century thing I've ever heard in my life is the term pixel coke. <laughs> I've never, like, that's amazing. That is absolutely uh, amazing. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm looking because uh, the numbers are, like, legit, are, like, pairing up on two different locations. And it's not like it was all at one time because it went from, it started off April 2nd. So it wasn't even an April Fool's joke. April 2nd, we had 2,000. Um, April 3rd. Oh, crap. This is very hard to navigate, by the way. Um, April 3rd, we had 1,800. 18, April 4th, 1,400. Hmm. And then and then 300. So it like it makes sense because it, it always peaks and valleys kind of thing whenever a new episode comes out. So, I mean, Thank you, Russian people, bots. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's terrifying that that many people might be listening to us. So it's very cool. Excellent. Yeah. Sweet. Well... I think we should jump right into the topics. Yeah, hell yeah. Of our of our M day recording. Yes. Okay. Omar, why don't you start us off with uh margin call? Yeah, I was that's I would have that's what I would have said. Margin call, like it's one of those movies that That's what I did say. Yeah, well because mine is not as big of a deal. Like I, I happen to love Oh oh I have to sneeze. Pardon also, me. incidentally, it's alphabetical. Sorry about that. It is. A, it is. A, that's true. They're all M's, but margin call comes first. Um, <clears throat> I do love movies about like the 2008 financial crisis and all that stuff. I, I enjoy that. I think it's very interesting. Um, <coughs> okay. I don't understand why I'm sneezing. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Ex- yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. So... Margin Call is one of the movies about the financial crisis, and I know they sound they sound boring. They're so flippin' interesting to me. But here's the deal. The cast. You've got... Uh, I know that it's a controversial name now, but the movie came out in 2011. So you've got Kevin Spacey as, as one of the main characters, Jeremy Irons, Zachary Quinto, Paul Bettany, Stanley Tucci, Penn Badgley... Um, Simon Baker, um, amazing, amazing, amazing cast. The the acting yeah, that's is a superb. Great cast. Demi Moore has a actually kind of a small role in it. Um, the basic idea is they are all part of this investment bank. They never say what they're called, so they're they're actually a fictional investment bank, but they're basically telling the story of the twenty four hours like before the entire global economy collapses and in 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 telling that story they sort of explain kind of what happened and why and the reviews i read cuz this is a movie that i'd i'd heard of for a while and i really just started watching it like just one night randomly a couple of days ago um it's super interesting and it's and it they all the reviews say that it's one of the best movies as far as like understanding what happened and how and why I highly, highly recommend it. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because it is a fairly dry topic. But if you, if you are interested in this stuff, or you're interested in just amazing acting, I highly, highly recommend the movie. It is. It's super, super interesting. 
Um, even like Jeremy How Irons. How long is it? Sorry? How long is it? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. About 12 inches. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <clears throat> that's really funny. Um, let's, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, let me see. Hour and 47 minutes. Uh, one hour, 47 minutes. And it does not feel like it. It goes by very quickly in a good way. Um, the acting is incredible. Jeremy Irons plays. It's interesting because at, as the movie begins, there's Zachary Quinto and Penn Badgley play these like two analyst guys. And there's always like a boss nearby. Like their immediate boss is Paul Bettany. <laughs> boss fight. Right. And then Paul Bettany seems like this like totally badass guy. But then because of... Got really good vision. Because of... <laughs> haha, right? Uh, He's awesome. But then because of the things that go on, you meet... Paul Bettany's boss, which is Kevin Spacey, and he's even more of a badass. And then because of other things that go on, you meet his boss, and it's just like one after another, and it's each character is so well done and so well acted. So even Jeremy Irons, his name in the movie is John Tulled, and they it's believed that his character, because of his last name, Tulled, is named after the character of uh, the real person the CEO of um, Lehman Brothers, whose last name was Fold, F-U-L-D. So they're, they're kind of alluding to the fact that it's like Lehman Brothers, but they never actually say the name. They always just say the firm or the, the company. They never like say the name of an actual company. So it is fictional, but it is, it's phenomenal. It's a really, really well done movie. So I'm not going to spend too much more time on it, but highly recommend. On to the fun stuff. Nice. I might have to check that out at some point. It is good. And if you're somebody who is interested in history and like, and this is history, but this is stuff that still affects us today in a lot of ways. You know, people talk about bankers and people talk about, you know, the elite and all that other stuff, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to go down that road. But, but it, this explains a lot about the last decade and a half of, of like our history. It really does. Like between that and then like watch Dope Sick, and you get a pretty good blanket. Right. That's a that's a good way to put it. You get a good synopsis, and you'll be depressed to the point of you know. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Okay. Are are we? uh, So that is an A plus. That was uh, margin. Margin call. Margin call. Margin called. Highly recommend if you're if you're into that sort of thing. Am I mooning you now? Moon moonshine moon time. Is that what's happening Mm -hmm. now? Yeah, we can do that. I saw Moon Knight. Moon Knight is Disney Plus's latest Marvel streaming show. Started uh, on March 30th of 2022, and it is released on Wednesdays. It is released on Wednesdays, right? I just thought it was, and then... It's either Wednesdays or Thursdays. I think it's Wednesday directly at midnight, so it's technically Thursday. But sometimes they'll release it at like 2 a.m. or something, which is just annoying enough to where I can't go to sleep. But anyway, uh, starring Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector, mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, <clears throat> May Callumway as Leila Al Fayuli. Six episodes, two thousand twenty-two. <laughs> it ran all. It ran together. Actually, uh, Oscar Isaac plays Stephen Grant, doesn't he? He also does. And he'll probably play a lot more characters. F. Murray Abraham is the voice of Khonshu, the Egyptian god. Murray mm-hmm. Abraham's awesome. Um, see if there's any other names I recognize. I'm going to keep going. Okay. 
So a former U.S. Marine struggling with disassociative identity disorder is granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god, but he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. Now, that's that's a bit of a spoiler there, because in the first episode, you have no idea that he's a U.S. Marine. So I want to hear that from you guys, because I kind of knew the character. This character, okay, real quick, this character is notoriously hard to write in comics. There have been, I say, since I quit reading comics, which was when my child was born and I just couldn't, you know, warrant spending up, yeah. 40 to 60 bucks on comic books every yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had three, maybe four series of Moon Knight where it start started, didn't sell, and was stopped. And that was, you know, with Wait, comics? Marvel. Yeah. Really? And there's been, uh, they're probably on, I don't know, eight to nine right now. So it's just a hard character to grasp because they're trying really hard to make it not be Batman Marvel. <clears throat> Marvel Batman. Mm-hmm. But okay, so what did you think? What like Did you know anything about this as you were watching the show? I, I haven't not seen Not really. It. Well, now you do. I... I uh I didn't really know a whole lot about it and from the first episode I thought that the main character actually was an English guy and that um that the consciousness of Moon Knight kind of took over his body but it sounds like he's got uh um he's got dissociative dissociative identity and he is in fact a, uh, it, I mean, reading the synopsis, apparently he's a former U.S. Marine um, who, I guess, has been displaced and his his identity of Stephen Grant, who is an Englishman, has kind of, like, taken <clears throat> over. And it's weird that he, like, calls his mom and talks to his mom and leaves messages all the time, so maybe that has, you know, maybe that'll be explained a little bit later um, as to what's actually happening there. Um, because it sounds like it sounds like the Mark Spector character is actually his real life, and yes. the Stephen Grant character that he was playing in the first episode is actually a break. It's it's one of his of alternate identities that has kind of taken over, uh, at least for the time being. So, what did you think about all like the weird stuff he was doing with like the sand around the bed, um, putting tape on the door? That kind of stuff. I thought I thought that he was he was thinking that he was sleepwalking or something. Okay. Because I didn't know like people that didn't know what was actually happening. If they were thinking like, is he trying to keep something from getting to him, or trying to make sure that he didn't like you know pull like a werewolf and leave the house, murder someone, and come back in. Well, and that was that was the other thing. I the when I first saw the the ankle shackle, I was like. Okay, he's wor- it's possible that he's worried that, you know, he's going out and he could either hurt himself or hurt someone else. He's he's worried about injuring other people, I think, because of how he was like preventing himself from sleeping. So I or feel like he's, he's just into the same kind of stuff that Omar's into. Yeah, there you go. And then I yeah. saw the sand and I was like, "Okay, so he's trying to track whether or not he's getting out of bed." And then I saw the tape and I'm like, "Okay, he's just worried about leaving. He wants to know if he's been leaving the apartment, you know, and yeah. not remembering it." Yeah. So his uh his Stephen Grant is basically a boring uh, dude that works at a museum gift shop, mm-hmm. and he there's uh, Rob said it all, you know, with when it comes to that kind of stuff. There are some very interesting things that they did um, with this, and I 
I'm wondering if he's actually calling anybody when you when you talk to the mom because there's there's a lot of red herrings like that, and that's with the comics. So like every so often, the, a new comic series will come up, and there was one like three series ago that I actually read, and it was awesome because it was this like super cool team up of like Moon Knight and Wolverine and Spider Man and Captain America, mm-hmm. and like they do this like awesome like spy kind of thing, and I f- forget all the thing, but. It turned out none of the actual other characters were there. He was just like imagining it, mm. and it was it was so well done that it wasn't like, oh, this poor schmuck. It was like kind of gave you like chills, like oh, like that's he's yeah, broken beyond repair kind of thing. So, um, does does Moon Knight actually have any powers, or is he like a Batman uh, who's crazy? He is we well. Mark word. Mark Spector is well trained, right. and <clears throat> so is Batman. Yeah, and but Moon Knight does enhance some stuff, and I don't remember exactly all the powers, but there are some. Wait, so how many episodes are we in right now? One. one. This is just the first episode. Yeah, second episode lot. comes out tomorrow. So I think that this is just me. Maybe we need to revisit. After the last one. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Oh, definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys down? With that? Hopefully, you get a chance to watch it because it's. I think it's good. I'm down. Um. So there's that. There's a couple little things I noticed that I might be right, might be wrong. Uh, did you notice? So Moon Knight ends up in uh this like sheep herding village. Looks yeah. like a, kind of an Eastern European. Right, now you're village. talking about people. All right, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel anything strange about that village? It felt like almost like a German village. It did. I think that might, because you see a castle. They specifically show you a castle off in the distance, mm-hmm. and they show you some kind of military people as he makes his way down into the, like the little center square with the little fountainy thing or whatever. I think that might be Latveria, which is the home country of Doctor Doom. It just it hmm. it's way too random. Because that character doesn't interact in that part of the world. He's a city streets kind of character. Who, Moon Knight? With, yeah, Moon Knight's so more of a city think, streets kind of character who got cursed in Egypt. <clears throat> but I forget how he got there. Was it... Did he get pulled through... Uh, was it a mirror? I forget exactly how he got there. Do you remember? I, I I don't know. I don't think they talked about it in the first episode. Yeah. Well, either way. So I think it might have been uh, that. It's kind of interesting. Um, if you want to read about Moon Knight, there is a scene where he's in the museum and he's talking to a kid near like a display case. And on the wall of the display case, there's a one of those little squares with a little digital code in it. You know, like what's, I forget what they're called now. Not hashtag. I got them fried. Uh, one where you scan your camera on it and it goes to a thing. You can actually, uh, if you scan your camera QR and hit a code. button, you can actually read the first issue of Moon Knight for free on your phone. Oh, that's right. There's a QR like hidden in the a QR yeah. code. That's it. Thank you. How the hell did I not remember QR code? <laughs> God, it happens. I was so messed up from Mister Fudge that. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, 
the one thing I thought was a little bit weird because people um, – I was talking to people this weekend, and they're like, oh, should I let my kids watch it? And I just don't think kids would want to. Like I don't think there's anything offensive, but do you think there's anything in there that would – Um, the, the first episode does have some some – suspenseful slash frightening moments, especially when he's running around the museum from that giant dog thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, what's weird is like the way they show the dissociative thing. It's like something is about to happen. Like he'll be surrounded by a bunch of people or something like that. It goes blank for a second and then it comes back and there's just bodies everywhere. And the guy, he's back to Stephen Grant. He's like, what just happened? And the end of the first episode is like this, demon dog creature like coming after him in like a bathroom and that's like the first time you see the the mask like kind of appear just like the moonlight costume like appears around him so there's a lot to unpack in six episodes i think there's gonna probably have to be some flashbacks but so based on wikipedia i i know i'm i'm reaching real deep for factual information but mo in most of his stories, Moon Knight has no supernatural abilities beyond occasional visions of mystical insight. He relies on athletic ability, advanced technology, expert combat skills, and a high tolerance for pain based on willpower, training, and experience. The one thing that he does have is that there have been multiple occasions where he has died only to be resurrected by Khonshu. Which means that, you know, maybe he's immortal, at least until Conchu decides he's done with him. So he's a mystical Batman. Ish. No, he's not. Well, I mean, not I him. Yeah, because you, you, you can't really kill him, I guess. But and it's not even because of him. It's because of Conchu. It's almost like a like a Venom situation. And and I think. I think part of the problem with them getting Moon Knight to take is that that's not really a terribly interesting story. I mean, who's his hmm. who's his arch nemesis? Well, his buddy is named Frenchie, and that's like the that's his uh, huh. Alfred slash. Q. All right, that sounds super interesting. Go on. Sounds very seventies. But I mean, you know, comics aside, because I don't have the background that in that, but it's the first episode and Marvel, the, these Marvel shows have been known to. Oh, no, they've they've done an excellent <clears> job <throat> and I loved the first episode. I'm definitely going to keep watching okay. it. I'm just I was talking about the, the comic in general. Oh, got it. Got it. Because Greg got it. says that the comic can't find purchase. They keep they keep trying yeah. it and it just keeps failing. And it could be because there's not really anything too compelling about Moon Knight. That's a good point. The, uh, his actual arch nemesis is is a dude named Bushman. Bushman, he was like a he's like a hunter kind of, but it's very very similar to uh, uh, Claw. Like in that part, like when Claw is hanging out with uh, Black Panther's villain. Mm -hmm. My arch nemesis is Meter Maid. Yeah, it's he's kind of like that. Um, there's another character. I don't remember if it's the same Bushman character, but there's another Bushman character that that was is very similar to the dude with the the gun, like the the one tough in uh, Shang Chi, the one that was like on the bus with the mm -hmm. knife hand. 
But yeah. I think Bushman has a shotgun for a hand. I don't know. There's, it's been a while, and they kind of reuse names on some of these characters, and like right. some of them jumped over to the Punisher. So, but if I remember correctly, Bushman looked pretty kind of cool. So I don't. Right. I'm. I like it. Um, I think a lot of other people do too. We, as some people out there know, uh, kind of collect the Marvel Legends toys and the various Hasbro toys, and mm-hmm. the Marvel Legend Moon Knight character has uh, that was only available at Walgreens just went through the freaking ceiling. Did it really? Yes, which makes me so happy that I opened it up not too long ago. Because now you would never open it up? I don't know. Um, Honestly, cool. if I had picked it up, I would just turn around and sell it. If it, if it had gone up like that, I mean, because I... I mean, it's, it looks okay. I mean, I may buy the, the new one that they're putting out, because I do like the look of that one, but... It's a... Uh... I saw one that had eight bids on it. it was fifty bucks, but one that sold at ninety. Really? Yeah, for like a twenty dollar figure. So if you're at Walgreens and you see a Moon Knight character, white pa- with a white package, and um, it's it's uh, going through the roof. So that's Moon Knight. Uh, I'm going I'm to unlock to the cage and release Angry Rob. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's time. All right. Well, so I was really interested in seeing Morbius. I liked the trailers. I liked what I saw, and I was looking forward to going to see it. Let, let me get the let me get the stuff out. Of it. Uh, the movie is called Morbius. It was released April first of twenty twenty two. It's directed by Daniel Espinosa. It does star Jared Leto, Matt Smith. Uh, Adria Arjona, Jared Harris, Tyrese Gibson, and Al Madrigal. I love Al oh, Madrigal. That's awesome. Of the family Madrigal? Yes. Um, the synopsis is biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that's pretty straightforward. And So... I made the mistake of looking at the ratings of the movie. Mm. And I think I told you guys before I went to go see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you guys before I went to go see this that it was getting absolutely hammered yeah, in the reviews. Because um, I, was, I was just looking some stuff up on IMDb, and I saw that, that Morbius had a 4.8 out of 10 rating mm. on IMDb. And that's that's to me that's below average. That that is a that is a low score. Right? Especially for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I said it was being absolutely hammered. And I you know me I'm like, well, you know, it can't be that bad because you know, I'm one of those people who doesn't trust anything that the critics say because I feel that most of the time critics don't go to movies to enjoy movies. They go to movies to critique them, and based on their critiques, they give the movie a grade. And it's like, that's not what movies are for. Movies are meant to be enjoyed. I'm going, and if it in, if it entertains me for the hour and a half or two hours that I'm sitting there watching it, solid, solid flick. I, I enjoyed it. I It was not a waste of time. You know, critics don't view it that way. So I, I typically don't go by by critic reviews. However... It's entirely possible that when I went to see it, that my feelings had been kind of influenced, and I just kind of jumped in with the crowd. I will say the special effects were well done. 
But overall, I mean, the movie just kind of left me, eh. I mean, there there wasn't anything in the movie that really kind of blew my socks off. The, I hate to say it, but the acting was kind of mediocre. I mean, I know that that Omar and I were talking about Jared Leto and 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 how much we actually thought he was great in The Little Things with Denzel Washington. Um, I mean, it seems like he's kind of hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? The the story wasn't fantastic. It was there were kind of like forced conflicts that I was kinda of, that I was confused as to how we got to where we were at, like all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the character of Morbius. Uh Greg might be able to shed some light on it. But he isn't I, kind of a he is a accidental vampire. He is assigned. I don't remember if it's. I, I mean, I saw the trailer. I mean, I, I thought he was a villain. Is he a villain? Uh, he is an anti-hero. So he's he kind of like Venom. Yeah, he is a villain in that he hates a certain hero, but he doesn't do things to be evil or you know just. If just I remember correctly, he was after Spider-Man because he thought the Spider-Man could cure him, like with his blood. <clears throat> oh, but well, he should be chasing Wolverine. What the hell? Yeah, right. Uh, he. If I remember, and this was, it was a big deal back in the day uh, when, you know, all these dark heroes started taking over. So he was basically, he was a good guy. He got the kind of vampire curse right. where it's scientific, not um, supernatural. And he has to feed, so he was feeding on criminals, which put him kind of in the Punisher realm or the Dexter realm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um which, of course, put him at odds with people like Daredevil and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The absolutists. Well, in the movie, they kind of make him out to be a good guy, because in the movie, Michael Morbius has developed this synthetic blood substitute. So that's the only thing that he feeds on in the movie. It's called Pixel Coke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Incidentally. <laughs> so, I mean... In retrospect, I mean, I guess a middle of the pack rating is warranted. Um, perhaps even a little bit below average. But after some thinking about it, there there's an issue that's really kind of niggling at me. Okay, wait, it's, hold on. Uh, if if you out there are, uh, this sounds like a Rob rant. You might want to get comfortable. It it is a Rob. Pour rant. yourself uh, pour yourself a flavored coffee or tea and. And this is also your spoiler warning. I am about to spoil some shit. If you want to go see Morbius, fast forward now or come back later or whatever. But as I was saying, after some reflection, I I'm a little I'm a little irritated at Sony. Sony being the company that owns this pro- this product and has decided to make this movie. Sony is exploiting the relationship that they have with Disney and is fucking up the MCU. Now, now think what you will about Disney. Kevin Feige and the MCU uh administration or whatever the hell you want to call them have done an amazing job weaving 
all of these stories together. They have planned out everything. They don't make a ton of mistakes. They there's hey, story editors. There's typically a reason for everything you see in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Would you agree? Yeah, it's thus my thus me thinking it was a little bit interesting that they put him in that Eastern European country on Moon Knight. But I agree that the MCU as it has been like up to now is fan it's amazing it's so well done. Sony has done nothing to contribute to the MCU save for allow the Marvel Cinematic Universe to borrow Spider-Man. Correct? Mm. Correct. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're basically taking stuff that Marvel has laid out, and they're just reallocating it for their stupid-ass stories. And while I, I mean, I guess technically it's their property, so they can do whatever they want, and that's kind of the risk that the you know the MCU machine took when they wanted to quote unquote borrow Spider Man. But I mean, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell Sony, stop fucking things up. <laughs> you let Marvel do it so that you could sit back and rake in percentages, right? All you're doing is letting them use it, and they're making you fucking money. Quit fucking shit up. Just just let them do it. You weren't happy with the returns you were getting on the product that you didn't have to do anything with other than own it. So you let someone else do the work while you collected on it. And... Now your story writers are cutting shit out of their films and you're going ham with shit you didn't even create or set up. So, what am I talking about? I'm talking about... sound effect that is just the sound of like a heartbeat getting more and more intense. I'm talking (laughs) about the (laughs) end credits scene where... Um, Vulture shows up. And when I say Vulture, I mean Michael Keaton's Vulture from from the really good Spider-Man movie that the MCU put forth. They bring Michael Keaton in at the end. How do they bring Michael Keaton in, you might ask? Well, I thought he was in jail. Go ahead, ask. So how, oh, did, uh, how do they bring Michael Keaton Michael in? Keaton? Talk, what? What? Well, Michael Keaton's vulture is not even in this universe. They use Doctor Strange's reality-ripping spell from the end of No Way Home to transport Michael Keaton's character into a prison cell in a universe where nobody knew who he is or how he got there, so they let him go from prison. Now, the problem I have what? with that what? is how how did Doctor Strange's spell get him there? That is literally the only spell misfire or displacement 
during which obviously had to be during the fixing where he sent everybody back because the movie takes place after Spider-Man. So, or towards the end of Spider-Man. So how did he get there? Dr. Strange's spell misfired once and just kind of brought him there. I mean, it's like Sony's going, ah, Dr. Strange did it. It's, you know, the, (laughs) the, the whole hand waving thing. Dr. Strange did it. it. it was an accident. Oh, he's here now. Oh, deal with it. We got it. Oh, it's like... Wait, okay, so... Shut the fuck wait, up. Wait, wait. They have literally had reasons for everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you're going to give me this bullshit? Are you kidding? So this is taking place in a different universe. Yes! Okay. Because this takes place in the Venom universe. And if you remember, Venom was teleported to... The no, the No Way Home universe because he knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man or some shit like that, whatever. Right. So it's basically revealed that this is not even our universe, right? Because of the Vulture and, thing, like th- through and Vulture. that leads us. And and by the way, I can't take credit for all of these points. A lot, some of these points actually were brought up by a video that I saw from a, from the YouTube channel Emergency Awesome. He has some great content. If you want to check him out, so um, someone else with high blood pressure. Well, no, no, he he was not nearly as irate about this as I am. <laughs> so, but that brings us to the next point in this universe. They actually reference the events in San Francisco, meaning the the Venom movies, because uh, the Venom movies take place in San Francisco. Gotcha. But they don't talk about events in New York, which I believe is where this actually takes place. Yeah, it should. They, They don't talk about any major happenings in New York. Now, what happened in New York in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Everything? Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, the Chitari attack. The the Chitari attack. Why is that important? Because that's well. I it mean, seems to be the catalyst it, for the whole. It thing. formed the Avengers, but it's also where all the tech came from for the Vulture. Correct. Oh, that's right. Vulture uses the Chitari tech to create his Vulture suit. So, after they release the Vulture from prison. For some reason, (laughs) he reaches out to Morbius, who drives out into the middle of the fucking desert in his Porsche, which, you know, maybe was product placement. I don't know, but I don't know why the fuck Morbius is driving when he can fucking fly. But he's driving his Porsche out into the middle of the desert, and he parks and gets out. Desert's not a great place for a vampire, by the way. And the vulture... The desk <laughs> flies up in his suit. Where the hell did he get his suit from? There is no Chitari in this universe. Oh shit, that's right. He would not have made the How suit. How did there. he get the components to make his suit? His suit is completely based off Chitari tech. Interesting. And Sony's going, oh, well, the Vulture's here. He's got to have a suit. Give him a suit. No, don't worry about it. They'll never pay attention to that shit. Fuck you, Sony. Don't Quit fucking the up the MCU. <laughs> Man, the Vulture is one of the best villains. Like, you understood his motivation. And... No. Uh. Yes! Yes! So, so, let me... 
And so, and so, wait, wait, wait. So he reaches out to Morbius because he wants Morbius to team up with him and kills and and hunt Spider Man. I'm like, no, no, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. At the end of the movie that he was in with Spider Man, it seemed like there was some grudging respect because Parker didn't reveal his identity and. He didn't reveal Parker's identity to the Scorpion. Now, all of a sudden, he just friggin' hates Spider-Man and wants to enlist other villains to help kill him? Which is very obviously the lead-in to the Sinister Six. You couldn't have come up with a better way to set up the Sinister Six than to fuck up the MCU? Screw you, Sony! (laughs) I mean, what the shit? <laughs> Not gonna do, but yeah, we could have come up with a better creation of the Sinister Sticks in like five minutes. Than yes, hey, this is. I top, mean, we it, should do like top five better ways to get the Sinister Six together. But so here's what I'm hearing: so they're, they're making Sony's making MCU movies, adjacent like movies. all willy nilly, basically. Yes, and Marvel's like, oh fuck, our legal hands are tied. Yeah. Marvel can't do shit about it because Sony owns the Jesus, property. That's so fucking frustrating. Because because Marvel went bankrupt and sold off. Yeah, I remember yeah, their stuff yeah, back, back in the, the early two yeah. thousands. And the problem now is, or late nineties, one of the two, is that Sony or that that Marvel can't like ignore what Sony has done and just say, oh well, that doesn't really exist in our universe. Because Sony owns the fucking property, and they can just go, well, you know you can't use our Spider-Man anymore. Oh, shit. And the Marvel team has done, like, Feige has done such a great job. Yes. Like you were saying a few minutes ago, like, just planning it all out, and it's so perfectly done. It really is. It's it. This is going to go down in history. As I mean, how many movies are we looking at, right? That just... We're in the 20s, That just I fit together perfectly. Uh, amazingly it is amazing and sony is just capitalizing on everything that marvel has done and exploiting the relationship that they've that they've allowed with um with marvel sucks yeah completely okay well I want to talk about one last little thing. Well, the, well, oh, I mean, I, okay, there were other th- there were other things I had trouble with, but I guess I can let those go because those were actually part of the movie. But gotcha. that this was what really pissed me off. But the stuff that didn't make sense in the movie was like Morbius and Hunger were like best friends, and then all of a sudden they're they're enemies, and Hunger is trying to convert Morbius, but he's doing it by killing everybody, and it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh, he's got a girlfriend. I'm going to kill his girlfriend and then we'll be buddies. That tracks. What? Sure. That doesn't that doesn't no. make any sense. So, yeah, and then and then they introduced a female uh vampire at the end because as as his girlfriend was dying, he showed up and he's like, "Oh, no." And she's like, "Don't let it be for naught." And she gives him a kiss and then for no reason she bites the shit out of his lip and a drop of blood falls in her mouth. So now she's a vampire too. But he doesn't know that she's a, that she's a living Wait, vampire. Wait, so Jesus like randomly like, bites his lip? Yeah. 
Like nothing like that had ever happened, but you know they they she has a goodbye kiss while she's dying, and then like playfully bites his lip, but then like like fucking tears into it and just rips a piece off and ends up with blood in her mouth. I'm like, oh, so did she do it on purpose? I have no idea. It didn't. It didn't make any sense to me at the time. (laughs) Because when she did it, I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, you know, it'd be cool if we did this. Because that there's no other way to get her to become a vampire to like live on. Sony has been fucking up their product for a long time. And and I I'll admit I did like the Amazing Spider-Man movies with uh to- with um not Toby, Garfield. uh Andrew yeah, Garfield. Yeah, they were good. I did like the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man movies. I didn't like the Toby Maguire movies after the first one. 2 and 3 I didn't really like. The first like. one was great though. Bad. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. one was good. I did not like 2 and 3. I did like the Amazing Spider-Man, but I mean they've just been fucking their shit up. And, you know, Venom had, like, mixed reviews. The second Venom movie was not nearly as good as the first Venom movie, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I don't think that Sony has figured out how to do this product yet, and they're taking something that, that really wasn't their brainchild, and they're fucking it up. Hmm. Fucking it up. Okay, I, I gotta jump, jump in. in. Jump in. Because I, I want to talk about Jared Leto. Talk about bit. Jared Leto. His abs, or so, what are we... I feel like we can't talk about this movie and, and making him a thing without talking about some of the controversies surrounding him. In general or um, about the movie? In in general. I will say in this movie he wasn't fantastic. So if you remember, he played the Joker, and there was almost every woman on the set. He's one of those people that feels the need to be a complete asshole when he's on set mm-hmm. because he's staying in character. So he, uh, Right, right. And I don't think that if you looked at the best 20, 30, 40 actors or actresses that they are staying in character to the point of where they're an asshole. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis, but I don't yeah. think he's ever been accused of being mean or bad to his coworkers. When he played the Joker, he was sending, he was mailing used condoms to creep out his female co-stars. Yeah. Like, so when James Gunn was asked, why isn't he in the next Suicide Squad? James Gunn was like, I'm not doing that to my people because James Gunn is, not- is notoriously good to the people he works with. Right. Which is, you know, when there was that controversy with him making bad jokes, people were like, he's never said anything on set that I would find. Oh, that's right. He was under fire Uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. He's also in a band called 30 Seconds to Mars. Right. The band is one of those bands that you don't really know the line between, is it a band or is it a cult? And that freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Cult stuff freaks me out regardless of what it is like i remember very distinctly going to a concert in college and it was a band called the Causey way and they were up there and they were doing this whole thing like you know white robes and stuff like we're just going to be kind and nice to people and whatever and i just happened to be at the show and like you can go and my mom makes cookies for everybody and like there was no way i was putting those cookies in my mouth <laughs> fucking way yeah so weird no like, it, effing way there was no way that I was going to eat cookies made by someone whose <laughs> name, the, what they were saying on the stage. And there's like vegan restaurants in town that are like that. And so there's this, so Jared Leto has an island and he brings 30 seconds to Mars fans out there. And he walks around and like, you've seen those like things from like Vietnam or whatever, where it's just like a hut, like a big mm-hmm. open side with like a like roof, like a, a type shit, like, like a pavilion. Yeah. Where everyone just kind of is sitting in a in a semicircle, and he's like standing there, like talking to them, 
And like, you can find the pictures online. It's creepy. And then there are certain actors that I will trust what they say because that's why, or else I wouldn't be talking about this. Um, the Sprouse brothers, uh, Dylan Sprouse and Cole Sprouse, the, the kids from yeah. Big Daddy, because they went off to college. They they were in that Disney show back acting, and they've been generally smart yeah. kids. Um, he basically called out in uh, I don't know exactly when it was, but he said, "Yo, Jared Leto, now you slid into the DMs of every female model aged eighteen to twenty-five. What do, what do you say your success rate is?" And James Gunn responded with, "Oh, he starts at eighteen on the internet because he has been known oh, shit. for grooming very young Ew. fans." Like 14, 15, 16. But you know, he's a weird, artsy person. You just don't understand him. And I find that very hard to wonder why people are still giving him a chance. It creeps me out. And we, you know, we talked about politics in the, uh, in the Academy Awards. And mm-hmm. we've also in the sh- on the show talked about intent. Mm-hmm. And there's a big – if someone says something offensive, but every person that's worked with them says they have no intent – they were making a joke. It was stupid. Whatever. I don't have a problem with that person. Right. But when people are letting someone slide and then being like, you know, you know, we support the Me Too movement. Oh, by the way, let's give Jared Leto another multi-million dollar picture deal. I have some problems there. So hmm. you can look it up all this stuff. I was wondering about whether, you know, like I did a lot of research on it before I would say anything because mm-hmm. I'm not here to slander anybody. I, I've, I've heard that he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. Interesting. And so I do tend to shy away. I mean, I was kind of interested after the trailers, but I was like, eh, I might have to stream that one. I I mean, I don't even know that I would do that. I I don't know that I can actually recommend this movie. Um, it, I mean, for, you know, screwing up the MCU, you know, aside, the fact that Jared Leto is just a shitty person, I don't know that I would... It, in retrospect, because I, I actually didn't know all of that before I went to go see the movie. I found out about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, a, had I known that beforehand... I, probably, I found out about that afterward, too. It's always yeah, like... I, I, always... I probably would not have gone to the theater and paid to see it. In fact, I would have made an effort to steal... To basically steal it and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> I always think about it like people always joke around about like the police officers that will like smash your taillight and be like... Oh, yeah, your tail lights out. Like a, yeah. And then, like, you think that's a joke, and then when it actually happens, you're like, oh. And it's kind of like that. Like, I think about that with, with, like, people are joking about an actor or something. And then when someone's like, no, Harvey Weinstein really was raping actresses. Or Bill yeah. Cosby really was yeah. drugging people. You're like, oh, that's not just insinuation. It was, like, hard fact. It's not so. just a punchline. No. Okay. That takes us out of our topics. And I'm going to... Well, guys, we've gone a little bit long, so there will be no top five question of the week, but we will definitely be back next week with a good one to make up for it. So thank you for listening. Do it down.